Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hi guys, I wanted to let you all know about a show from Us Weekly, Glam Squad Confidential, which is a brand new podcast presented by Us Weekly's beauty director, Gwen Flamberg. Each week, Gwen and her fantastic guests will discuss the hottest celebrity street style and red carpet looks and the pros who help make them shine. This week's guest is no other than Bachelor alum, Andy Dorfman. So search for Glam Squad Confidential wherever you are listening to this podcast or go to usmagazine.com slash podcasts for more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I have a treat for you. I caught up with the OG Bachelorette, Trista Stutter. We talked all about Matt's season. We talked all about Katie and the rumors that she's going to be the next Bachelorette. Trista, she loves Katie. She's actually spoken to Katie, but she isn't so sold on these rumors that Reality Steve is putting out there about Katie being the Bachelorette. So you have to listen to find out. We also spoke about Matt and his mean girl contestants who we think might be in it for the right reasons who might be in it for the wrong reasons and Trista shed a lot of really interesting light on this conversation about producers and after being on the show a long time ago and watching everything play out um, I agreed with a lot of things Trista said we also got an update on the Bachelor group text amid Claire and Dale you know I had to ask about that because by the way guys Claire just unfollowed Dale on Instagram which is a big step. Dale is still following Claire and Claire posted this cryptic meme like when people show you who you are, believe them. And it's like, girlfriend, people can know, I think he tried to show you who he was and you still went for it. But that's a whole other conversation. Maybe we'll get into that on Friday's episode because yes, we are doing two episodes a week now. Biggest headlines on Friday. Also have a little interview for you guys to come. Um, but for now, please enjoy my chat with Trista as we broke down this week's episode of The Bachelor. I have been joined by the fairy godmother of bachelorettes, as she's lovingly known as the OG bachelorette, Trista, to help me break down Matt James' season, this episode, and just everything going on in Bachelor Nation. Trista, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Sarah? I'm so good. There's a lot of talk right now about who the next bachelorette's going to be, so I can't wait to ask you. I don't, I, don't, I, th- I don't think you have any magical input, but I feel like your opinion matters. I do not have magical input. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm a fairy godmother. Uh, I do not have any magical input. <laughs> so good. Well, we'll get into that because there's a lot of talk about Katie. But I want to start just overall with your thoughts on the season. Are you enjoying Matt James? Do you think it's been a good risk to pick someone who wasn't part of the franchise? What are, What are your thoughts? Yes. 
I love him. Um, I have always said I, I wanted them to pick someone from kind of obscurity. And even though he is he was well known kind of within Bachelor Nation because of his friendship with Tyler and Hannah, I think that because he's not associated with the franchise, we all kind of got to know him together, truly, you know, besides just what is on Instagram and social and TikTok or whatever. So um, I love him. I, I was so impressed when he said the prayer the first night, like just the fact that he was sharing his truth and what he truly values and he didn't care what you know was going to be said or or what the reactions were that is the purpose of him being there he needs to find someone he is compatible with and he was sharing his his truth unapologetically so i loved that about him i just feel like he he's the kind of guy that makes great eye contact. He makes you feel, if you were in a room with him, it seems like he would make you feel like no one else is there kind of person. You know, Um, I think he's sincere in his, in his quest for love. At least I hope so. And, um, you know, abs don't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that the truth? I agree, though, with the prayer thing, because it was interesting because social media had mixed reactions. But at the end of the day, this is Matt's journey. This is Matt's show. This is Matt trying to find a wife. So if you, you know, he can't end up with someone who doesn't have share those beliefs if that's so important to him, that it's the first thing he's going to say to those women. So at the end of the day, you know, religion on The Bachelor, that can be a whole nother conversation. But if you're looking for Matt to find his wife, which is technically the point of the show, sometimes we forget technically the point of the show, he has to be open about that, right? Yes. Yes. Well, this season we've seen a lot of a lot of cattiness, um, to say the least. You say? And, I mean, you think? <laughs> like, I think I personally think this is the the cattiest group. Ever. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it just feels like it's coming from a really dark, sad place versus any sort of lightheartedness that's been misconstrued because I feel like you know the editing of it all people always say sarcasm sometimes doesn't translate well on the show but this to me doesn't feel like sarcasm it feels like claws out I don't like you like not just on the show like in general I don't like you from each other from the girls really true yeah I think I think you're right I and I think that is the difference that I haven't been um super keen on I mean I get it the some people come into the show and they think it's like a competitive thing. They think it's a competition, if you will. I have never, I have never lived by that theory, and I didn't live on it on. I didn't live by that theory when I was on the show. My whole thing was, I'm going to show you who I am. If you show me who you are, and you think that we're compatible, and you think that I'm your best match awesome. But it was like what Katie said to Sarah when Sarah was really upset and leaving. She's like, you know what? I want you to be here because if you're the person that he's supposed to be with, I don't want to be his backup plan. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what I've always felt, you know, put yourself out there. If you're compatible, awesome. So it's not really a competition to me. It it has Mm -hmm. never been like that to me. So when they say the winner or whatever, it, I don't know. It just it just doesn't vibe with kind of what I've always felt about the show. Um, and 
And so I don't know if the girls came in like with this competitive thought process on how the show is supposed to be, or if some of them are just making mistakes on, you know, and we're all human and some of us do make mistakes and we say the wrong thing. Like, like, you know, a couple of them, Kit and was it Serena P I think kind of like apologized to the new girls and said, we're really sorry if this hurt your feelings. That wasn't our intention. You know, um, maybe it was a little too late, you know, but I do think their apologies were sincere. Whereas MJ was just constantly like, I did nothing wrong. And my actions speak for themselves. And I'm like, like, I feel like there's a lot of cliches being used this season. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're trying to act like, like it's, they're strong, but really it's just coming off as me. Like, you're not, if that's who you are, then, okay, thanks for showing him. It's time to go. Cause that's not what he wants or anyone wants. Totally. So anyway, I, yes, I think that I'm wondering truly if when the girls watch this season back, the girls who kind of have been part of the quote unquote mean girls, um, if they will regret anything that they've done or said or if they come out of it thinking whatever I did nothing wrong then that truly shows you what's going on you know I I totally agree I totally agree that's why when Victoria who has gone you know thank god um when she was on Good Morning America a few weeks back and she kind of was trying to say that it was all in good like she had no malintentions and she was just the girls know her heart I was like Girl, they gave you this moment to own it and say sorry and say watching it back has been eye-opening. And she didn't have one ounce of remorse. I was shocked, honestly. I was shocked. I mean, all in good fun to call people disgusting and to call someone a hoe. Like, okay, if you're calling your best friend a hoe and that's like your, you know, your word, you know, all in good fun with your best friend. Okay, fine. But... But calling someone that you don't know who you clearly look down upon because she's a new girl, um, even though to me, it's like new, old, you're all part of the same freaking season. Mm -hmm. So the OG comments, like, I was like, I'm sorry, but there's only one OG. Or maybe a couple, a bachelor and a bachelorette. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know what's so funny? With that, though, too, it's like, why aren't they more upset with Matt for letting them stay? If he felt so strongly connected to all of you and didn't have room to explore five more women, he wouldn't have kept them. But guess what? He kept four out of five. There's still one or two left now. Take it up with him. Totally. It's misplaced anger. Like the whole Katie and Serena thing last night with Serena getting mad at Katie for like the cocktail hour being canceled. I'm like, what does that have to do at all? with Katie. It's like misplaced anger. If you're going to be upset with someone, be upset with Matt, bring it up with him. Talk to him about why there's no cocktail party. Cause clearly he, he has his mindset and he wants to do what he wants to do. And you know what, from a production perspective, I think the only reason that they do that is it's not really, honestly, probably the bachelor or the bachelorette's idea to cancel the cocktail party. They probably agree with the producers, but it's a way for them to cut down what they need to edit for the show. Like they don't have a lot. I mean, now it's like two or three hours, but they have to fit in a lot within two or three hours. And so to not have another cocktail party allows them to not have to edit. But 
if I was on the show, I would still want that conversation time because it's super important. Yeah. I mean, there's been so much lately about producers and manipulations and you know, I've heard a lot of leads say it is a negotiation a lot of times with the lead and the producers to be like, I will keep this person as long as I get, you know, these three are the ones I'm interested in. Make sure I get extra time with these three or make sure these three are on dates and I'll keep Victoria or whoever, which to Mm -hmm. me isn't a bad thing. I think that's just how you make a television show. And I don't, and as long, but, and then the contestants, you have to, you know, be in your own way of saying standing up for yourself if they're trying to make you do something you don't want to do I kind of think it does fall on the contestant a little bit who came on the show and if you're being manipulated to to have the foresight to be like oh I don't want to be a part of that does that make any sense yeah 100% I think you know just if you have an issue with something bring it up to the person you're in a relationship with that's what you should do normally communication is key in relationships so bring it up if, if something's bothering you but don't take it out on the other girls like why is there not more kindness? I don't understand. I, you know, the whole, I'm not here to make friends thing. Okay. Okay. Fine. I get it. But just why not be kind? Right. There's no reason. It doesn't help your relationship with the lead either, typically, because if they hear things about you, they're not thrilled and they do have to talk about it. But as I know, you know, the show's changed a lot and I feel like it wasn't quite so mean spirited at the time. But as a a lead, how do you balance that, what you're hearing in the house versus what the connections you had with that person independently? Do you know what? I had, I had no issue during my season. My guys got along so well to the point that I feel like they, they would have been like, nah, we're going to hang out at the guy's house instead of go on the dates. <laughs> yeah. They just loved hanging out together, which I loved. You know, I am more drawn to people who get along with other people. <laughs> I would think the same thing myself. You know? So I don't know if I was in that position, if I had been a lead where there was drama, I would definitely want to nip it in the butt. Um, and, I, and I love that Matt took MJ and... Jacinia aside and said, let's get to the bottom of this because it's not working. <laughs> like yeah. we need to figure out what's going on because I'm not okay with it. And I mean, whether you're going to get a lie or the truth, you never know. But I think you just have to go with your gut as the lead always. And that, that goes for any dramatic situation as well. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, I think Matt did a great job last week and this week kind of trying to settle all of the drama and it came at the right time. You know, we all, I think the audience, it was a little fatigue. We were kind of over it. Let's move on to the love stories. And I think he did a great job laying down the line. But right when we thought we got rid of all of them, Serena C kind of emerged as the new mean girl-esque person. And I just, I truly don't understand why she was taking it out on Katie. I guess she's jealous of Katie maybe. I have no idea. I mean, she has made some snarky remarks in the past, but I think they've been, oh, she's been overshadowed by bigger snarky remarks, you know? Mm. So um, she's just kind of shining because all the other, all the other people are gone um, who have made the snarky remarks. So I just want the drama to be done. Like I, I posted a a story when Rachel had like the princess date. Mm Mm-hmm. This, this is why I watch the show. I want to see a love story. Like I want to see that connection develop. 
I don't want to listen to girls calling each other names. I just don't. And maybe that's because I'm old. Like, I don't know, but come on, just give me the love story. <laughs> no, I think that's the consensus overall with people because we're seeing a lot of connections. We saw Piper have a moment. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle has really been getting, like, got a rose every week, even though she's only been there for three weeks. He clearly likes her, Rachel. But a lot of them do still feel underdeveloped. Like, he's saying, I love you to people. And I'm like, wait, what? Because we haven't gotten to see it, really. Right. You're right. That's so true. I want to see more of the love story development, you know, the relationship developments. Um, But, you know, I'm not a producer, so I just got to handle the cattiness. And then, you know, as we progress a little bit further, then we'll get more of the love story. That's right. Well, let's talk about Katie, because usually a lot of times it backfires when you're the one who was kind of tells the lead about what's going on in the house. I actually genuinely believe Katie had good intentions and went to Matt because it was so toxic and horrible (laughs) to be there. And she did it on behalf of everyone. So when Serena C was being like, you did that and you, you brought it up to him and you ruined everything. It's like, she, she kind of did it for the whole house. Like this is so not cool and not fun. And Unfortunately, I just feel like her and Matt were more friends in the end is what happened there. But I don't I'm not totally sure. What do you think happened? I 100 percent agree with you. I I could see her not getting a rose coming a mile away. Like I there's always the one on one date where someone doesn't get a rose. And I'm like, I honestly think that he or the producers chose her for the date because they knew that that was their moment of having the like non-rose moment, you know, on a one-on-one. Um, they were, they were more friends. It, it seemed to me like they had so much fun together and not that you ha- can't have fun with the person that you're in love with or you're falling in love with, but I just felt like it was going to be a super fun date. And Katie seems like a super fun girl. Um, and I agree with you about the backlash. Like she, she didn't get, or, or she went to Matt, just as you said with the intent of helping everyone. She didn't name any names from what I remember. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like she was pointedly coming at someone. She was letting him know that there were things going on in the house that could drastically affect someone's future. And she was right. And I reached out to her on um, Instagram and just was like, thank you for being level-headed. Thank you for standing your ground when there are people who are choosing not to be so nice. Mm. And, and I just, I appreciate her, her wherewithal. I appreciate um, her authenticness, her, her, her unapologetic truth, you know? And I, I really liked watching her. So it's a bummer that she's gone, but it's also, this is really about Matt. And, and you could tell like the chemistry between them compared to the chemistry between him and Rachel or him and Michelle. Um, it's just not there. So I think, I think she'll be fine. She'll yeah. get over it, you know, and she'll be fine. I bet she'll be on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. So you think Bachelor in Paradise, because there's all these rumors that she's going to be the next Bachelorette. Nothing's been confirmed. I don't know even where it's coming from. And she kind of responded, like, I don't know whatever, what you guys are talking about too on Instagram. So yeah. jury's still out, but do you think she would be a good Bachelorette if that was an opportunity given to her? I do think she'd be a great Bachelorette. I have heard those rumors and I just don't know. I feel like it's pretty early, even though Fleiss has been on Twitter saying, Announcement's coming soon. Announcement's coming soon. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. <laughs> oh gosh. So 
Anyway, I, I do love Katie. I think she would be great. I think that so many um, parts of what I think make traditionally make great bachelorettes. She has those characteristics. Like she is authentic. She's willing to get down deep into her thoughts and share those thoughts, you know, expressing what's going on with her so that we all can see that. Um, And she's super fun. She seems very intelligent. I think that she's there, quote unquote, for the right reasons. And um, yeah, I would really love to see her, but I, I'm thinking that she'll probably be on Bachelor in Paradise if that show ever comes back. (laughs) Oh, it better come back. Right? I know. (sighs) It's going to be interesting though with Paradise when it, when eventually it does, because there's going to be so many people to choose from because we, Peter's girls still haven't gotten their shot at trying to make it on on the beach. So how are they going to pick is the real question. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, they do have a great casting department. So. (laughs) Yes, that is, that is true. Um, who are some of the other girls that have stood out to you? We saw a lot of Piper this week, which was cool. Cause I feel like she's kind of been in the background a little bit and she got a moment. She's gorgeous. I mean, all of them are gorgeous. Um, no kidding. So gorgeous. Yeah. Like intimidatingly gorgeous kind of. <laughs> Seriously. Agreed. I'm like, Oh no, if we have another bachelorette reunion, I'm really going to need to set it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. You're all aging gracefully. All the bachelorettes. When we, they showed Deanna Pappas on that greatest season ever. I'm like, she looks like she just stepped out of the limo. Like her face. Has never ages. Ever gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, but who else has stood out to you? Serena P, Michelle, Chelsea kind of had that relatable moment being like, don't give up on me. I loved that vulnerability. I felt that was relatable. I feel like that's how I would be if I was on the show. I'd be like, I know I haven't like aggressively done anything, but I'm kind of still scared, but I think you're right. really hot. <laughs> no, I, I love Chelsea. I, I really love Rachel. I think that on their one-on-one when she was super vulnerable and just like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily always believe in myself. And I think we can all relate to that. And she's just stunning. And I feel like their connection is incredible. Um, Michelle, that date, that one-on-one when they went in the hot air balloon. I mean, I just had a smile from ear to ear. Um, She seems like such a great, great girl and such a great match for Matt too. Um, I do love Serena P. Uh, a little young, though. She's like 22. She is? <laughs> I think so. Oh, my God. You know what's funny is I don't necessarily always pay attention to the ages. I just, I, I guess I kind of hear from other people who they are. And I know they put them up on the screen, but mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm not, I'm not usually paying attention to that. But yeah, that is, that is real. I mean, God, I think of where I was when I was 22. I was a senior in college. Like, yeah. I was not ready to be married. I mean, you know what? I can't say that just because I wasn't ready to be married, she is not ready to be married. Yeah. It is, you know, whatever floats your boat, you know, and if she's ready for it, great. But yeah. Kit is only 21. She's still in college, but you know, she also was, had this New York fashion life and I think grew up quickly. It's interesting. I feel like with Tasha and Claire season, we saw so much older group and that was kind of the goal. And Mm -hmm. now we're right back into the 21 to 25 year old. I know. Come on. Yeah. I, I think, I think we need to, instead of 21 to 25, it needs to be like 25 to 30. I think so too. Still very young. Sweet spot. You know, you're graduated college. You probably have been through enough classes in college or life experience that, you know, kind of your path and where you want to go um, and have had relationships. So I don't know, call me crazy, but I think 25 to 30 is a sweet spot. Let's talk about Heather real quick. 
Oh um, <laughs> Heather from Culture Theater. It was so funny when Chris is like, oh, this show. I just, I, I just, what was he saying? Like, I'm, I'm just shocked. You just when like, you think, like, you never know what's going to happen. You never like, know. Whatever. You were part of the planning. So, yeah. yeah. Great acting, Harrison. <laughs> I know. And they had him stand, like, six feet away from her. And she was in a minivan. It was all very confusing. The minivan. Right? The minivan. <laughs> She wrote on Instagram that the minivan was all the rent-a-car place had. So she's, you know, I don't know if this was all some elaborate scheme that she's in on. I don't know if she's kind of being duped. I feel like it's kind of a weird situation because part of me feels kind of bad for Heather because they're setting her up for like, there's 10 people left. The odds that you're going to join the cast and fall in love with Matt are slim. But at the same time, did she agree to that? I don't know. Yeah, no, I thought the timing was very odd. Like, if you know that she's going to be on the show, then have her come earlier in quarantine. Like, I, I totally setting it up for failure. I don't know if, you know, when when she walked in and Matt, like, lost it and was, like, laughing hysterically, it, make, it made me think that they already had some kind of relationship. And that's why he was laughing, because I don't know that he would laugh at someone that he didn't really know, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I mean, she's super cute and if they worked out, then great. But I, I do think it was just a way to add in, you know, a little extra drama in the season, probably from the beginning, like they probably planned it from the beginning and thought if there's nothing really exciting happening, then we'll, we'll input Heather and that'll cause a little bit of a stir, but they really don't need it this season. There's been enough of that. So, but they had to keep going with it because they can't really edit her out of the, I guess they could probably, but Mm -hmm. editing her out of like the big, the scene where she walked in um, and the rose ceremony and everything would be kind of difficult. So I don't know. I think she's cute. I don't think she'll last because I think there's already been so much relationship development happening prior to her arrival. Um, But yeah, a little, you know. I just think it should have been earlier. Yeah, I think one, she does know Hannah Brown and Tyler and probably could have met him off screen. And that's a whole other discussion. But if they were going to do this, I think they just should have done it when they brought the other new girls in because that was kind of crazy enough. And it's also a little unfair to Matt to keep having him have to like referee and make decisions with with these other girls who are going to be upset no matter what he does, basically. Uh, That's actually what I was thinking um, when when she came in. I was like, Poor Matt. Like he has another girl to to actually dig in and get to know. But then he has to deal with the drama of, of course, the girls who have been there and are going to be pissed. Like now he has even more to deal with instead of just focusing on his love story. So, yeah, I felt bad for him, too. As someone who's been a lead, been a contestant, has had a good relationship with the show and probably people on the show forever, how do you feel when you see like headlines about producers and manipulation and stuff like that? Do you think, you know, either the show's changed a lot or people now are just complaining because they're not getting what they want from the show? Or is it like a crying, blaming the edit, like all of that stuff? How do you, how do you feel just as someone who's so associated with the show and who knows a lot of the people involved and everything like that? You know, I didn't have that experience. Um, of course, they're producing a television show. Mm-hmm. I think that I just got that and accepted it. And, um, you know, I mean, I got into a big knockdown drag out kind of, I mean, over the phone with uh, Fleiss when my wedding was going to be airing. 
and, and still, I mean, he just texted me last week. Like we, um, we still have a great relationship, but he, he is producing a television show. The producers are producing a television show. So they need to have certain things put in place and they need to be able to edit. They need to be able to create different storylines in order to have people engage. There is no reason that the show would still be on the air if the producers weren't involved in that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. So, so that if people still want to watch the show, then they have to accept the fact that it's a television show and it's going to be produced. That said, for anyone who goes on the show, you have to know that they will use anything you say against you. Mm -hmm. Like the whole sarcasm thing that you brought up earlier. If you are sarcastic, which I actually am very sarcastic most of the time, most of the time, I think that it could have gotten, it can get misconstrued. So you just need to be super careful about what you put out and how you say it. And because it doesn't matter when you say it, if you said it in the beginning and they use it in the end, or you say it in the end and they use it in the beginning out of context, like no one knows that it's out of context except for you and the producers. Mm -hmm. So so just be careful with what you say and try to, um, you know, put yourself out there in terms of what you would be proud of to watch back. You know, yeah. if you're going to be embarrassed of your actions, then think about what you're doing and saying, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, yes, there's production and yes, they're going to be editing. And yes, some people are kind of come out as villains, but I think in this season, the villains were not edited. They said yeah. a lot, a lot of stuff that could not have been edited in a way to make them look any worse. I agree. You know, so I also think, I mean, it's 2021 now. The show's been on forever. Reality TV has been on forever. Watch any reality show, familiarize yourself with and then think this could be me. Am I OK with that? Am I going to be OK if Twitter thinks this is me? Because yeah. you have countless examples from this show alone of what might happen or what you might look like if you act a certain way. So study before you go. If you're going to go, like you have to and be you ready. Can study. There's a lot of, of research material out there. 20 Absolutely. years worth almost. <laughs> Okay, well, I want to talk to you about your podcast, because as you were saying, you know, you want positivity, we want, we want kindness. And that's kind of what your show's goal is, correct? For sure. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a while, being approached by by different people saying, you know, you should do a podcast. This was a couple of years ago. And it just felt it always felt forced. It felt like I would just be doing a podcast just to do a podcast and, and no other reason, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I need a reason when it comes to anything that I do, I want it to be in support of something that I truly, um, utilize or believe in. Um, and so I didn't do it back then. And then quarantine hit, I had an argument with my son. Um, I walked away from it thinking I need to be better. And then the light bulb went off and I thought, being better. Like, I just want to be better. Baseline, bottom line, you know, like, that's what I want to be. I want to be better. I'm, I'm going to make mistakes as a human, as a friend, as a wife, as a mother, I'm going to make mistakes. And I just want to be better. So that's what I wanted to focus it around. I want to be able to have guests on who people know, who people don't know, um, who have great stories, who are able to share 
gems of wisdom for how all of us can be better in any part of our life, whether it be the different relationships, whether it be making decisions, where it, whether it be sleeping better or being a good, a better friend or a better mom or better with your finances, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be helpful to people. And honestly, it's like a selfish thing to me. I want to be better. And so I'm having all these guests on to talk about things that I want to learn about and I want to improve on in my life. So, so yeah, thanks for bringing it up. I'm, I'm, yeah having so much fun doing it. I'm sure it's the same with you. Like it's just, it energizes me. It fuels me. And I've needed that. Like I've been in a huge rut in terms of what I want to do with my life and, and contributing to society and to my family and, you know, to all of it. So, um, and to have something to kind of look forward to, when my kids are out of the house, you know, I'd love to be able to continue to do it for years and years um, and, and give me something just for me, you know, selfishly. Yeah. But has there, I know you've done a, a bunch of episodes already and I'm sure you've learned something each one, but does anything stick out to you as like your biggest revelation or takeaway that you, from one of your episodes so far? Oh my gosh, that's a huge <laughs> question because I really, every person has such an incredible story or they have such incredible expertise. And I truly do learn something during every episode. I mean, every episode I, I just, today we released a, um, every it's on every Tuesday. Um, and wherever you listen to podcasts, of course, um, this guy named Dre Baldwin, he reached out to me via video message and he was just so dynamic and he has this company called work on your game and it really is about finding success. And so we talk about finding success and defining success and just persevering and pushing through and, um, and having the discipline to fight for what you find is your success. But there have been so many great tips. I mean, a good friend of mine, Kelly Wolf was on and she uh, created what she calls flow. It's finding love over worry. So if you um, are dealing with an issue, like actually training your brain to think to the positive and not necessarily go to that negative place. Um, I need to listen to that one. (laughs) Oh my God, she's so good. And then I have, Ryan, I could go on forever, but Ryan Haddon um, is going to be next week. She is the life coach for Poosh, you know, Kardashian's website. And um, she was talking about, well, one of my guests, Erin Trelore, who I freaking love, um, she has raw beauty talks, but she talks about your your fearful friend. And that's like the negative voice, Mm. you know, that we all have. And then Ryan was saying you could have that faithful friend um, who you talk, who, who talks to you like you would talk to a friend. So it's all about like your inner dialogue with yourself. And because I struggle with that. Yeah. I struggle with negative self-talk and doubts and insecurities. And I think that everyone out there does. So, so many of my guests talk about, you know, how to, um, how to uh, better your life just by how you think and internally, you know, but anyway, yeah. it's been a lot, so, of, a lot of fun. 
Yeah, that's so interesting. You mentioned Ryan. I have to ask. I know a couple of weeks ago you guys revealed he was having some health issues and you were trying to kind of figure all that out. Is there any update? How's he doing? We're all thinking of him, of course. Thank you. Uh, no, no update really yet that we want to share. Um, he's still still trying to figure out what's going on. It's frustrating. The one thing is, um, you know, by the press kind of picking it up, which was shocking, by the way, but um, people still really genuinely care and root for you guys. So, I, you know, <laughs> I know it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, we're just old folks, you know, living in Vail. <laughs> anyway, it is very kind of people. People are very sweet. And I think the biggest thing that we've learned is just this is a huge problem in our country, probably yeah. around the world. But it's a huge problem in our country where so many people don't have answers. Yeah. You know, medical issues. So, um, you know, I don't know if we're, we would be able to help that situation in any way in the future. Um, or insurance, you know, the insurance issues are big too. I just did a podcast with, um, Danielle Maltby from the bachelor. Yeah. Um, she has a podcast called the WOMED and she talks about medical, you know, she's a nurse and, um, medical issues. And we talked about the issues with the insurance companies and, and people trying to find answers. It's a really big problem. So um, I just want people to know out there that you're not alone. There are so many people going through this and just, you know, stay the course and be your own advocate. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, he's feeling better soon or you guys can get some answers. We're all thinking of him. Um, I also have to ask you my favorite question to ask bachelorettes is about the bachelorette group chat. I think I've asked you before. (laughs) Um, Total left turn there. Um, you know, we saw Claire and Dale's messy split kind of play out. Is there, have you guys been rallying around her? Is there any talk in that? I just, I'm, I want to be in that bachelor group chat so bad, Trista. You don't You're even know. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? It's died down a little bit since, uh, you know, when we were all, all isolated because of quarantine. Now, many of us still are, but, um, you know, a lot of us aren't necessarily just isolating at home. Um, so we, we don't talk as much as we were. But that said, if there's a birthday that comes up, um, then we all wish everybody a happy birthday. And, and um, I didn't even know that Claire and Dale had broken up. I found out about it on the group chat. Um, I think Caitlin had said something, you know, we're all here for you if you need us or something like that. And I was like, whoa, 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 what happened? So I had to go to Google and, oh, my heart just hurts for her. Um, So I've reached out to her personally um, a few times and just let her know that I'm here for her if if she needs a friend. Um, But yeah, we we just kind of rally around each other for the bigger moments now. Um, And, and I love that. I, it makes me happy to be part of the group. I wish we, I wish we could talk more. Yeah, but I'm sure. You know, it's just hard. Were you surprised when you found out Clarendale's whirlwind romance kind of had this sour end? Because I think everyone, you know, people, it's natural to think, okay, this might not work out because it was so, you know, whirlwind, as I said. But at the same time, you always in the back of your mind are kind of just hoping the, the positive side and it kind of crashed, burned a little bit. Yes, I'm, I was definitely shocked. I mean, I am like a hopeless romantic and I believe that everyone on the show <laughs> is going to last like Ryan and I, um, I'm sure that's a little naive, but I just, I, you know, I believe I, I try yeah. to think positively and I want, you know, the best for my little, um, 
my little, uh, you know, cause I'm very maternal. They're like my little bachelor kitties, you know, um, <laughs> I just want the best for them. So yeah, it was, it was very sad. And, and I just want her to know that she's got a lot of love around her and, and the time will come when she will find her happily ever after. Oh, that's nice. I'm sure they appreciate that. Well, I'm going to wrap this up with a few bachelor regrets. You tell me yes or no. If you want to expand, go for it. I know it's been a minute, but I feel like maybe we'll, we'll, we'll spark something in you if you regret okay, it, yeah, that pair of shoes or something. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The first one is, do you regret not wearing more comfortable shoes to rose ceremonies? <laughs> no kidding. Yes. Huge regret. And to my wedding, although I did change to slippers at my wedding. Smart. Do you regret not eating food on the one-on-one dates? Was that a thing then too? No, I ate a ton of food on the one-on-ones. Oh, if you want to go back and see me eating, have at it. It is not pretty. (laughs) Is there any embarrassing moment from the show that comes to your mind that you regret? Oh, (laughs) yes. Uh, with Jamie. So he, he was like, could I have a kiss? Like he literally like asked me if he could have a kiss. And I was like, well, no, how about on the cheek? I mean, come on, Trista. Like I could have just given him a kiss. That, that is totally embarrassing to me. I mean, speaking of kissing, Matt James has been getting a lot of jokes on Twitter because he kisses with his eyes open. Um, Do you have any regrets about your kissing skills on the show? Did you cringe watching any of that back? No regrets. Nope. Nice. Um, is there any guy you regret sending home earlier? Yes. There, um, oh gosh, what was his name? He was a firefighter, uh, from California and Ryan had kind of bonded with him the first night and it's like Joey or something E like at the end, I feel like anyway. Um, yeah, I kind of wish I would have kept him around because he was just really young and I thought, I'm 30. He's 20 something. I just thought maybe it wouldn't work out, but I kind of regret sending him home early. Do you regret how you broke up with any of the guys? I feel like as the lead, the hardest part is breaking up with someone every other day. No, it it is really taxing, very emotional, especially if you're an emotional person like I am. Um, The first night, especially, holy cow, I just felt so bad because I really didn't know these guys, but I had to send 10 of them home. Um, But I don't regret how I how I broke up with anyone or or sent them home. I think it all happened as it was supposed to. Do you regret any hot tub time on The Bachelor (laughs) or Bachelorette? No, although having my kids, so the hot tub scene with Ryan and I in Seattle, where we were like, oh, it's really hot. Like, because we weren't just hot. We were hot, you know, Um, (laughs) you know, and they could see that. I think the clip came on and Blakesley was watching and she's like, ew, you know, that would be the only reason that I would regret it is just my, my kids have to be um, uh, subjected to it. To mom and dad in a hot tub. Ew. (laughs) So funny. Um, And last one. Do you regret having a televised wedding? I do not. Um, It was the best day ever. You know, a a close second to uh, my children's births. Well, maybe not a close second, but it was second to my children's births. Um, Or third, I guess, because I have two. Um, But no, I don't regret it at all. It was a beautiful day. And I feel very lucky to have 
had the experience and the opportunity. Amazing. Trista, your podcast, Better Etc., correct? Better Etc., yeah. Available everywhere. You're the best. Um, it's so nice <laughs> to have someone with, like, you know, a positive spin. But, you know, we, we can laugh at this all, too. We have to find the balance in Bachelor Nation of being able to laugh and poke fun without crossing the line. And I don't know how mm-hmm. to teach that, but we got we to gotta find it. And I feel like you're a good <laughs> example. <laughs> yes, I agree. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. We love the show. We want it to still go. We, I mean, the drama can come along, but maybe not stay the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Have a great rest of your day. I'm sure. uh, Hopefully I get to talk to you again sometime soon. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Sarah, for having me. Thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends and come back every week as we recap Matt James season of The Bachelor. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.